Hey Decibel Geeks! Please note there was a microphone issue during the beginning of this week's show. The problem was fixed after the first song and the show sounds great from that point forward. Thank you. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. So is it? Is it 2017 this time? I think it is. Welcome back to the Decibel Geek Podcast. I'm Aaron Camaro, joined as almost always by, by Chris Sinzak. He's back, people. He's here this week. How's it going? He lives. I did. Thank goodness. Survived. That's awesome, man. I'm so glad you're back. Oh, I'm out of quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick. Aaron sends me the file that I'm listening to going, man, he sound, makes it sound so bleak. <laughs> And then I've got people sending me messages left and right going, are you dumb? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to make it sound that bad. (laughs) So, so yes, folks, I I made it. I survived the flu of 2016 and the 2017. I spent New Year's Eve basically throwing up and having bad stuff come out of every part of my body. So that's how I rang in the new year. But But thanks uh, to the well wishes of all our good people, man. Here you are, back, strong as a horse. A lot of nice messages from you guys, and uh, I appreciate it. And Aaron did a great job holding down the fort. Thanks, man. uh, You know, playing some stuff that we wanted to hear. And the imitation of me going, play some Danko Jones. That was right on, wasn't it? Spot on, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I felt nauseous just listening back to it. <laughs> no, um, yeah, when I said that, I was about that bad. I uh, yeah, I was sick as a dog, man, really bad. But uh, but yeah, I got through it. Uh, hadn't had a flu in 15 years, and let's hope I don't have another one for another 15. Heck yeah, uh, it was brutal. But uh, drink to that. Back and finally ready to uh, close out 2016. Uh, you know, it was our fifth year as a podcast, and yeah. uh, the you know fifth time we've done a best of the year and crazy to think uh this is our new year's celebration yeah it really this is. really like, is our we got a couple of beers cracked beer. open we're yeah. gonna have a good time today and like i said since you know last week you were sick and i spent yeah. my new year's eve putting together the show <laughs> this, this is our new year's <laughs> eve party so welcome to it welcome to 2017 but before we move into that we got to take a look back at the year that was yeah and we're going to do that today we're going to have our big massive super long episode that we do at the end of every year yeah strap in yeah it's gonna be a lot you're gonna hear a lot of great music today yeah. it's Ten gonna be very cool each of us each. in full and uh, a lot of talk in between cause right because we're, we're drinking and we get wordy when we <laughs> we do who <laughs> us but uh, we've got a really cool itunes review to read this week yeah that's so i'm told so let me take a look at this thing all right well it's five stars that that's tells good. me i'm gonna like it right off the bat and it's uh titled they got it right this time hmm okay and it comes to us by by yes music Okay. <laughs> I think we owe this person a thank you. Yeah, somebody was out there buying it. Maybe we found out who. Here's how it goes. It says, great podcast. They have finally hit their stride. For those of you that don't know, these dudes have been at podca- at this podcasting thing for quite some time. They may have changed their names since their original podcasts, but I was able to figure out their ruse. Sinzak really that's the best you could come up with. <laughs> you can see back in the day, Chris Sinsack. I like that. Yeah. It's like a sack full of sin. Very rock and roll. And Aaron Pinto <laughs> hosted a great Yes podcast called Close to the Edge of Our Lonely Hearts. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, it only lasted a couple of episodes because the shows lasted for 12 hours due to the self-indulgent nature of prog rock. <laughs> I wouldn't want to listen to that either. <laughs> Oh, man, this is great. There's more. Hang on, there's more. iTunes Cyber Police pulled it for breaking bandwidth rules, and the guys were without a show. A few months later, I stumbled onto a Juice Newton Fanatics podcast called Juice Box and recognized some familiar voices. However, that show didn't last long either since Aaron kept falling asleep during the taping and because of the fact that there were only three listeners. Chris apparently had multiple accounts. That's true. (laughs) Then I heard this fantastic podcast called Decibel Geek that covered all things hard rock and metal, and it covered it really well. Although the names have been changed to protect the innocent, it was definitely Chris and Aaron. These guys do a hell of a job bringing fresh perspectives to the genre and a lot of its subgenres in the metal world. On a weekly basis, you can expect great interviews, amazing knowledge of bands and eras, and lots of laughs with guys that seem like your friends back home. Five stars all the way. That's pretty great. That's from Buy Yes Music. Buy Yes Music on Amazon.com through our link at decibelgeek.com. I still think Juicebox Podcast would I would have done. That. <laughs> Just couldn't time. stay awake, man. I'm I sorry. Know. It was ambient for Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> that is one funny ass iTunes review, and it's five stars. Pretty, we love it very much. That's very damn creative. Really I'll creative. Give you credit on that. That's thank that you. Done. Thank you for buying Yes Music through our link, and thank you for that awesome iTunes review. So the gauntlet's been thrown down, listeners who haven't left an iTunes review. You've you've been challenged. Try to top that. Yeah, top that. Wow, nice. And our other favorite people, the Geeks of the Week, these are the people that share it on Facebook or retweeted on Twitter. Oh, we don't have to guess this week. The solo Aaron Camaro episode, Album Anticipation 2017. Two people and three crickets. No, it was more than that. Juice Newton shared it. No, uh, (laughs) Good. Oh, and speaking of... Of course you did. I I was very impressed with the Geeks of the Week that were listed off last week. I had no idea Hulk Hogan was a fan of the show. I'm just guessing. so many other people. Yeah, you know. When you're not here, I don't have the list. Obviously, we have the accurate list this week because you're here. So I was forced to guess. I did my best. I got you. So here we go. That's what happens when you leave me alone. I, I can only do so much. Geeks of the Week this week are Derek Leba, Dennis Gamez, Mussolini, Cal Hens, Anthony Britt, Chad Pollock, Adolf Hitler, Rockin' <laughs> Jeffrey Mendenhall, Greg York, Andrew Kiss from Podcast Rock City, Wayne Cross, Saddam Hussein, what? Kevin Williams, Mikhail Brown, Kenneth Roy, Mike Grabowski, Warren D. Martini, Ann Warren Money, Aaron Baker, Shane Aber, David Glenn, Mark Alden, Taylor Brandt, Cattell, Otto Erland, Gregerson, Trevor McDougal, Brian Knapp, George Bush, Andrew Jacobs, uh-huh. Paul Korn, Adam Cox, Greg McGlone, Eric Moore from the Off Our Meds podcast, Daniel Lee, Rick Friel, The Rockin' Donkey, Christopher Stokes, Derek Novak, Ernesto Aguiar, Gilligan, the Focus on Metal <laughs> podcast, and the Mooger Fooger. Wow, that's a that's a heck of a list. If you want to join that prestige, 
Oh, I, I don't know if that's prestige, some of them. But if you want to join these people in becoming Geeks of the Week, all you got to do is share and retweet this week's episode, which is our best of 2016. Get it out there in the streets of the Internet. Get it in people's ears. If you know somebody that loves yeah. hard rock, classic metal, just get our link in front of them. You know, they might get turned on to it and join us in the party. It's great. Now, apparently, we're liked by a lot of tyrannical leaders and shipwrecked <laughs> castaways. <laughs> Oh boy, we're That's already drinking. Sorry, How can guys. that be? <laughs> Bad jokes galore. All right, so um, now we're living up to it. Yeah, so we're getting ready to get to some music because I know you guys are done with our shenanigans. So uh, who's going to go first? This is going to be a fiasco. I guess I'll go first. Every year it's a fiasco. Yeah. This is there's a lot of work that goes into this. You know, obviously you guys know that our writers at decibelgeek.com have done their you know best of 2016 picks and were pretty damn awesome and were pretty helpful to us too because oh, yeah. I, there was a few things in there I was like what these guys had an album this year so I had to check it out but you know to go through and think about every single album that came out this year I listened to every single one. Every one of them? Every one. Even all the pop shit? Even all the pop in? stuff. I just had to give everything a chance, and that's why I'm, I have barely any notes today. Mm. <laughs> I wonder where Nicki Minaj ranks for you. Uh, she didn't quite make the list. Oh, yeah, she put that down last year. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's give it the best shot we can, though, because, you know, seriously, there's been a lot of great albums that came out this year. A true Decibel Geek favorite returned this year with their follow-up to their 2014 debut album, Something Supernatural, mm-hmm. with the release of Welcome to Fat City. I'm talking about our friends, our loved ones, our crowbot. Yeah. yeah. Released on September 23rd by Wind Up Records, produced by Gene the Machine Freeman. That guy's done stuff with Clutch and White Zombie, Ozzy, Cole Chamber, Lamb of God, bunch of cool stuff. Uh, you know, we've talked at length over the years about how difficult it is for a band to overcome the curse of the sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a tough thing. And this might be double true for a band like Crobot, whose debut album was oh, so wow. freaking Something good. Something Supernatural was amazing. So good. It's it's almost impossible to top it, you mm-hmm. know. And this album is damn good, too, you know. And to me, it doesn't quite top Something Supernatural, no, but it's, it's yeah, it's still a great enough album mm-hmm. that it totally earns a place over some of my other favorite artists that didn't even make my list, you know, so. Yeah, we'll get to a very long list. Yeah, that almost made the list this year. You know what makes this album great? Well, here's a perfect example for you. From Welcome to Fat City came out in 2016. This is Crowbot with Steal the Show. Yeah. 
That's a good way to start things off, I think. And my voice is so much clearer now. Why? I don't know. Something just magically happened and made made me sound better. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> New Year's, same problems. I know. Oh, well, what it, are you going to do? It's almost six years. We're going to get the hang of this one of these days. Uh-huh. Uh, Crowbot's going to be a part of the big shiprocked Miami cruise in January, coming up the, later on this month, featuring Papa Roach and Seven Dust and Monster Truck and a bunch of other pretty cool bands. And after that, I'm sure you can expect them to show up and destroy cities near you, because that's what they do. They really are a great band and uh, one of the better newer bands out right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I don't mean to be a downer because I prefer something supernatural just a little better. But just remember, Welcome to Fat City is still a way, way better than the hundreds and hundreds of other oh, yeah. albums that I've listened to that do not make my list. No, yeah, it's it's a really good record. I enjoyed listening to it this year for yeah. sure. And at the end of the day, you know, all these year-end lists are ultimately a dime a dozen. But you know, because everybody does them, and just just couple of dudes opinions it's just but, our, the ones we like but it's us so it's going to be some good stuff but my goal is twofold i mean like you know and aaron and i are privy to each other's list because we also want to make sure that we're playing 10 different bands right each. yeah because we say top 10 but it's 10 each and because you know obviously our picks would overlap there's a few albums that definitely would have overlapped and most of you listening know which two in particular i'm talking about yeah um but Either way, there's still a lot of there's. I want to turn some people on to some bands you haven't heard of, and I know you do as well yeah. on your list. So my first pick, my number ten for the year, is a Swedish Canadian band formed in the '90s called Killer B. Pretty awesome. They've released six studio albums, and uh, former Europe guitarist Key Marcello produced and performed on their third album, World Order Revolution, in 1997 which I had no idea. The, this band is brand new to me, and I've got to thank Adam Cox from the Decibel Geek staff for turning me on to this album. Totally. I told you guys on this show, like, weeks back, you know, to check out this band because of that review. Yeah, and uh, musically, I think you're going to hear some Deep Purple meets Alice Cooper with a little 80s hairspray thrown in for good measure. That's great, man. That's perfect. I think uh, this is a really cool cool album and this is a band called killer bee from their eye in the sky album and a song called higher and higher Yeah. 
Killer Bee from Eye in the Sky, higher and higher. That's cool, man. I dig it a lot. It's a, it's a, it's a throwback. You know, it definitely has the old school sound to it, and uh, it's like theatrical and melodic rock at the same time. All right. I want to say they're one of the best new bands of 2016, but as we found been out, around forever. Yeah, we didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, and that's like our website. Uh, you know, I got it, and you know, while we're talking about the whole year, man, our website and staff grew by leaps and bounds. This oh year, my goodness. And, you know, such a great job by Adam Cox and the writers and everything. And we'll mention other other members of the staff throughout the show. But uh, yeah, we're I mean, we're so lucky to have all of you guys contributing to the website because you've really added a completely new dimension to what we do. Yeah, man. Especially this last year, so many people have stepped up. So many people have, you know, it, it makes me proud to know that you know, way back when we said, hey, you know, would you maybe want to be a writer for Decibel Geek? And some mm-hmm. of these people said, yeah, you know, I'll try it. And to see them getting to go to these awesome events that you know you might not have got to go to otherwise is Mm -hmm. pretty damn cool you know and it makes me proud of them out there representing us so well that just wow keep it up guys you know just keep doing what you're doing because we appreciate it you're a service to the world what you're doing at decibelgeek.com letting people know about bands like killer b you know, and our our staff is a volunteer staff. We're not paying Absolutely. them. You know, so yeah. they're doing it purely for the love of the music. And uh, that's what I love about it. And that's why that's when they do these reviews for these albums, you can trust it because they are doing it for the love yeah. of the music, just like we are. It's a team it's effort from an honest place. But um, so I'm happy that we still have our our site going and providing you know coverage for these bands that radio is sure as hell not giving coverage to. Right. Absolutely salute to the decibel geek writers all right so number 10s are are both in so now we move to number nine let's see let me pull my list back up see what i got at number nine oh yeah this is a good one too backstreet boys no it's not the backstreet boys did the backstreet boys put on an album this last year well they're number four on my list (laughs) thanks for spoiling i'm actually gonna go with the treatment yeah i'm gonna go with the treatment they released an album this year called generation me which i thought was damn good you know, we've talked about the treatment before, you know, around here, they're kind of known for their big tour with Kiss and Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. You know, they gained a lot of fans in the United States off that. These guys are from England. Um, awesome band. You know, they just went through something, what, just almost a little over a year ago where they lost their lead singer. Their lead singer decided, I'm Oh, just, really? Yeah. You know, so this new album was with a totally new singer, but wow. to be honest with you, I think it's just as good, if not better, than the other stuff that I've heard before this. And I've really liked their early stuff, you Me know, too. but the guitars don't let up, the the driving bass and the drums and just the, the awesome rock music that these guys have known become known for producing is still here on this album. The voice is a little different, but hey, man, it's all rock and roll, and I like them both, you know, so this guy... That they got now, I think, is going to carry him on a good thing. So, you know, hopefully more good music coming our way from the treatment in the future. But for now, this is a great one, man. It came out this year. I recommend everybody check it out. This is the title track off of Generation Me. This is The Treatment.
the way i like it the treatment right there brand new stuff generation me my number nine album of 2016 i really like that i do too i mean and and the singer sounds almost identical to the one that they had before yeah i mean they're both good they both fit the band the music's still there i'm down i love the treatment i'm telling you man when they came here to the states and toured with crew and kiss a lot of people were really impressed with them and for obvious reasons you know they're a great rock band so it's good to see them continue to put out new music and hopefully continue to do so in the future absolutely so now for something completely different oh no no, it's uh, I told you the Backstreet Boy at Um <laughs> But this is, uh, and this is my number nine pick. And uh, I know that some of our listeners that are straight up hardcore 70s and 80s rock are probably not going to dig this band. But give it, a, give this a chance because if you want something that will get your toe tapping, this is it. And uh, as any of you that have listened to the show for a while know, I grew up in the era of new metal. And I still have a fondness for some of that stuff. Yeah, pull up your pants. <sighs> Come on, it looks cool. Um, the band Hell Yeah. Now, this is strange. I never expected that Hell Yeah would have ever made my top ten. Because I've been resistant to this band since they started. There's always something that's not quite there well, with that band for me. They had the ingredients that 
you would think would would make me a fan automatically because you've got Chad Gray from Mudvayne singing, and right. I loved Mudvayne back in the day. Yeah, especially I that, L, that LD LD fifty album. Yeah, great album. Then of course Vinnie Paul on drums from Pantera. I don't right. have to say anything more. Oh, than that. win. Um, so those two together alone, I was like, I was excited for this band when they, when it was announced that those two were going to team up and do a band. I was like, this is going to be fucking awesome. I always felt like Hell Yeah was like something more, but they were produced in a Nickelback-y kind well, of way. I was resistant to them over the years because the first album was so underwhelming to me. And the song Alcohol and Ass gave me fraternity bro douche chills that <laughs> took a long time to go away. What are you talking about, bro? I hate that song. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, and I know it did well for them on radio, but God, it sucks. Um, but I gave this new album that came out in 2016, Undeniable, a good hard listen. And there's some great tunes on here. And stuff that, if you were a Pantera fan or a Mudvayne fan back in the day, I think you can get behind this. I know not all of our listeners are big fans of this style, but I encourage you to give it a chance. This is Hell Yeah from Undeniable, my number nine pick for the year, with a song called Scratch a Lie. Survive! 
that's actually pretty damn good. Kind of has the old school mud vein feel to it. It does. You know, it makes me feel like maybe I because I have that album that LD what is LD50. it LD fifty. I have yep. that. You know, it makes me think maybe I should pull that out and give it another try after all. Well, all I these still years. say the song "Dig" from Mud yeah, Vein. Yeah, I definitely remember that. One of the greatest songs released in that entire era. Yeah, that was a heavy ass tune for sure. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. Hell yeah, in twenty sixteen, yeah, not I, bad. I never thought I would be putting that. And everyone gives attention to the Phil Collins cover of "I Don't Care Anymore" just because it's got dive on the, on the solo, which is cool. That's cool, but I don't need to hear those guys covering Phil Collins. No, Phil Collins sucks, well, man. Yeah. Nobody should cover him. I mean, if I want to hear a Lion King song, then I'll go to Phil Collins. But I'm not going <laughs> to go to Hell Yeah. <laughs> Although I think I would take the Lion King song over Alcohol and Ass. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> but true. <sighs> All right. Well, that brings me up to my next pick of the year. My favorite albums of 2016. And I just got to go with the Dead Daisies. Two years in a row, man. Yeah. Yeah. Two years in a row making this list for the Dead Daisies because they returned with their third studio album, Make Some Noise. You know, this is a pretty damn good group. I mean, how can you go wrong? You got David Lowy on guitar. He's been with the Dead Daisies since day one. And I mean, if you go back in the history of this band, he's the guy. He's the guy. And this band has been awesome and putting out great albums for years, even before John Karabi became involved in it. Yeah. And then, of course, like I said, John Karabi on lead vocals and playing a little guitar with it. And, you know, you got Doug. Aldrich on lead guitar? Not Philip Schaus, even though they look exactly the same. <laughs> Phil's brother, yeah. twin brother. And uh, Marco Mendoza on bass and Brian Tishy on drums. That's a super group it's a, right there. It's definitely a super group. Most definitely. Recently did a whole run opening for Kiss on their tour. Right, yeah. So they're on top of things. You know, they got Marty Fredrickson from here in Nashville yep. to produce it. So Recorded here you know, in Nashville. Yeah, too. recorded here in Nashville, too. That's awesome, you know, and released by Spitfire. So here's something for you. I know you guys have probably heard all the singles that were released mm -hmm. online, but this was a deeper cut that I really, really dug off this album. Definitely worth checking out. One of my favorite albums of 2016. It's the Dead Daisies off of Make Some Noise and a song called Mainline. It's always running in this rain. Oh. 
I do too, man. I'm really, really happy that John Karabi's doing good with this band, The Dead Daisies. Like you said, out there opening for Kiss and just kicking ass wherever they go. They come out with a new album every year that kicks ass, and I love it, man. I love it. It's got that old school Aerosmith vibe to it, which is totally John Karabi. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's what you want out of your John Karabi is stuff like that. And the Dead Daisies, they, they're eclectic. There's there's a lot of different stuff you're going to find on the Dead Daisies album. You're going to find the straight-ahead rocker, old Aerosmith sound and tune like that. You're going to find some southern rock sound and stuff. You're going to find some beautiful ballads, you know. These guys have got it all covered for you. If that's your style of music, man, you can't go wrong with the Dead Daisies. Make some noise. High recommended my number eight album with 2016 absolutely and uh, i'll just say for john karabi and the dead daisies at the end of the day at the end good of the day. album <laughs> those of you that listen to our episode on albums unleashed for motley crew will know exactly what i'm talking about at the end of the day they'll know what you mean john karabi's favorite phrase yeah good stuff <laughs> i always told him if he ever started a podcast it's going to be called at the end of the day oh yeah totally karabi. yeah it's got to be that <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> All right. So for my next pick, and you know, I, st- I started out with Killer B. Hell yeah, is pretty well known. My next band is probably maybe not to the mainstream mass is not as well known, but they've definitely been at it for a while, and they've got some serious cred. A band called Tango Down. And I wouldn't have known about this if it wasn't for our website staff. Yeah. Because this band definitely has been covered by numerous DBG staffers, including the Meister, Brian Ronald, Blair Ad- Blair Diabru, I'm sorry I screw up your name all the time, and Sean Animalize Irwin. Their fifth studio-length album, Bulletproof, came out on Kivel Records. That says something. Our writers are fighting over this band. They are. And, <laughs> and this band played at Rock and Skull and just got rave reviews. Yeah, and uh, they sure did. They used to be fronted by former Except vocalist David Reese, who uh, did the Eat the Heat album, which okay. I love that album. Yeah, me too. And, uh, but now they have former Bonham and Lynch Mob frontman Chaz West on vocals. Okay. And uh, this is a fantastic melodic rock record, and it's called Bulletproof. It's totally worth the money. I bought the whole thing myself, and uh, this is Tango Down with a cool song called Punching Bag.
uh, 80s Y&T sounding uh, music there. Some Tango Down. I dig pun- that, man. Punching bag. Oh, man. I totally hear some Y&T in that. Maybe a little White Snake, but yeah, yeah that's badass. I like that well, a lot. Entire record, great. Like yeah. I, I could have played any track off the album. That's it, awesome. It's, it's really, really good. So uh, the guys over at Kivel Records know what they're doing. That's a, That's a great product. That's very cool. All right, what do you got next? All right, so what are we up to, number eight? Yeah, yeah. that was my number eight. This time for your number eight. Okay, so talking about... Oh, no, you just did number eight. You're, you're, we're at number seven. Okay, so this is my number seven album yeah. in 2016. This is a great one. And again, here's another one that I got turned on to via decibelgeek.com. And when it comes to this, I mean, there's no words I can put it into better than what uh, Wally has already done here when he reviewed this band. So I'm just going to go ahead and read a little part of his review that'll totally explain to you what you're about to hear. And it goes a little something like this. Wow, what the hell just happened? Excuse me a moment while I catch my breath, get something to drink, and rest my now-scrambled brain. Every once in a while, and it's becoming more and more rare, an album comes along that totally shakes the Earth's core, leaving a path of melted faces and blown minds. That's what you get. I'm talking about a band called A Rebel Few. Now, this band has been covered immensely on DecibelGeek.com as well, you know, and they they help things because they want to look really cool. And <laughs> what do they do? They wear our Decibel Geek t-shirts in, what, their video? Yeah, their bass player has incredible fashion sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he, he wore our Decibel Geek t-shirt in his video, but that's not why I'm picking a Rebel Few. I'm picking a Rebel Few because this album, As the Crow Flies, is so damn good. Thanks to DecibelGeek.com for turning me on to it because in this day and age, it's tough to grab on every new band that comes through because there's in the in the entertainment age of the internet there's so much all the time that it's difficult to keep up with everything but thanks to decibelgeek.com and writers like wally we don't miss out on nothing and so thanks to you guys again for keeping us in in the loop and on top of things to know what's going on out in the world and thanks for a rebel few this is an awesome one right here i know you guys are going to dig it it's a tune called empire's fall
hard rock right there from like Rebel that. Few. Yeah, that's awesome. Great man. riff. Yeah, it is, man. It kind of it's got you. It's got that Kiss flavor, man. It does. It's I can totally hear it vibe. in there. And also, I gotta say, Barry Martin, the singer, also wears our Decibel Geek shirt all the time too. Right. That's awesome. And technically, you know, this isn't our first go around with this band because mm-hmm. way, way back when we first started this show, we were singing about the praises of West Memphis Suicide, yep. which was a previous incarnation of, of a band. Rebel Few. Yeah. yeah, and uh, we have to go ahead and give a plug because a podcast that's another one of our bastard children is about to come out in 2017. What have we done? We are due, due to spawn. We fuck a lot, don't we? <laughs> Make a lot of podcasts, baby, <laughs> those do. guys. Um, uh, the Canadian Geeks with Beer Chatting Metal podcast. I can't Did I get wait. it right? Yeah, you did. Okay. You nailed it. Basically, if you listen to our Thanksgiving episode that Wally and Rich took over and uh, did a great job and got rave reviews on... If you want more of that, they've got a podcast coming out sometime this year in 2017. That's awesome, man. We've been telling these guys for years because they've been filling in for us on Thanksgiving, doing their their hostile hoser takeovers yeah. on us and doing it so well. You know, I've been telling these guys for years, you you really need to do your own kind of thing like we do, but a Canadian, a Canadian you know? flavor. Yeah. yeah, definitely. They got that flavor and it's, it's, I'm looking forward to it. I am man. too. I like listening to them. It's great to get, and I hope we still get our one week a year off. I was going to say. No, these guys go on and become superstars. Who are we going to get to fill in for us on Thanksgiving? They're going to be like giant stars and be like, all right, guys, you guys still got to do our episode for Thanksgiving. You have to slum it. We don't do that no more. But no, um, you're below us. We'll now. have to get the Cobras and Fire guys to come up yeah, and do our show. Something. But uh, yeah, well, congrats to you guys. Looking forward to that episode. But uh, yeah, a Rebel Few, man, that's a great band, and that's another one. If you don't listen to our show, you may not get to hear that band. So check that out. Yeah, uh, and like you said about album. the last one, this this whole album, I had a hard time picking one song off it. I really like that one, but they're all really good. That is really cool stuff. All right, so we're on to mine number seven now, and let me get my notes right because we're drinking beer and we're not being completely professional right now all right happy new year so my number seven album of 2016 is from an artist that has spent time playing with madonna prong and adam lambert to name a few yeah aren't you excited i know who you're talking about monty Pittman. hell yeah he's been madonna's guitar player since 2001 he initially gave guy Ritchie her well at the time husband guitar lessons and then began teaching her and then was hired to play in her band and that's why madonna is as metal as she is nowadays there's a clip on youtube if you check it out of her playing the riff to a new level by pantera really yeah he taught her how to play that wow that sounds really good too interesting um his his uh solo material is absolute ear candy if you're a guitar nerd yeah and uh his 2014 album the power of three made my top albums list that year and 2016's inverted grasp of balance is also on my list this year and after hearing this you're gonna know why this is monty Pittman with arisen in broad daylight
So I know you heard a little bit of Lucky Star and Borderline in that, right? Oh, yeah, totally. I hear the Madonna influence all over that. <laughs> oh, man. Pretty heavy. Fucking badass. I love that. I'll, I'll sing the praises of Monty Pittman all day long. That so dude I can said, fucking you know, play, man. You, you almost feel bad for a millionaire, but you know, <laughs> to be this kind of guitar player and then be up there with Madonna playing madonna guitar right you know you know and he toured and played he toured and played with prong for a number of years and uh, i can hear the tommy victor kind of influence and the the main riff in that song yeah definitely more so than madonna yeah yeah more than madonna (laughs) yeah i don't i don't hear any like a prayer maybe a little but yeah but yeah god that's a that's a great album i gotta give props to our friend victor ruiz from the mars attacks podcast he initially is who turned me on to Monty Pittman. He, right on. he had him on his show. And, and initially, I think I remember seeing the show notes going, Madonna guitarist, why am I going to listen to this? But I'm good friends with Victor, and I listen to his show, and I'm like, I'll give it a shot. And then he started playing some of the stuff off the uh, Power of Three album. I'm like, holy shit, this yeah. is like a guitar nerd's dream. you know? Yeah, because I remember a couple of years ago when you played it for me, and I was pretty blown yeah, away by it. Yeah, it's, it's really impressive stuff. Like you say, if you love guitar playing to the max, you know, yeah. you're going to love that album. I love that stuff. Yeah, great stuff. Very cool. So we're on to number six. Are we on to number six already? Yeah. Wow, this is my number six pick. We're moving right along here. Now, normally in these year-end episodes, I don't really, co- I, you know, we don't count EPs, we don't really count live albums, and we rarely count cover albums, but yeah, for this last year, I think I just might need to make an exception. Gee, I wonder what it is. For the Space Ace. Space Ace gets an exception because I can't believe it's not number one. No, well, that's why <laughs> it would have been any other time Ace really comes out with an album for me. It's probably going to be number one by but, default. But <laughs> in all fairness, this is a covers album. It came out on April thirteenth by Entertainment One Music. Went to number twenty three on the U.S. Albums Chart. You know, not bad for They're Ace Frehley. Yeah, not bad at all. A lot of cover songs on here. A lot of cool appearances by guest players. Mm-hmm. Some of the songs are really great. Some of the songs I could do without, yeah. you know. I know we talked about this before earlier in the year when it first came out. I'm still crazy about Rock and Roll Hell. Yeah. I think that's amazing. His teaming up again with Paul Stanley, that was one of the biggest news stories of 2016, Absolutely. I think. I loved it. I thought it was great. Like It's funny. If you look at like what I'm interested in, yeah. Like that way takes the <laughs> that was cake a new story oh, of the year for you. way over the election. <laughs> well, way more I important we'll than all, the U.S. I th- election. It, I think it, we'll it, all take more over the election compared to <laughs> rather than have to think about it. <laughs> the reuniting of Ace Frehley and Paul Stanley, man, what an awesome job they did on their cover of that old tune, uh, "Fire and Water." You know, it's awesome. He's got Slash on there partnering him up to oh, uh, do the cover of Thin Lizzy's "Emerald." Yeah, that was great. That's what I think I'm going to go with. I actually was going to pick Cold Gin, but I might play that. The only songs I really didn't care for on the album was maybe Magic Carpet Ride, Mm -hmm. because you've heard it a million times. Street Fighting Man. Street and Fighting Man, we didn't really need a cover of that. Or Wild Thing. Wild Thing, that's the worst thing on the album. Even though I love Lita Ford, but I would rather him do something different with her. Right, instead of some rehash song that everybody's done Wild Thing never needs to be covered again, ever. No. (laughs) Nope, not at all. So you're going with Emerald. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Emerald. You just changed my mind. I was going to go with Cold Gin, which is amazing, too. All right. Because I really like this album, you know? I like it a lot. I'm glad Ace is doing these these Origins albums, and hopefully Volume 2 is coming sometime soon. But in the meantime... In the spring. Is it in the spring? That's just what Ace always says. Oh, okay. (laughs) We'll go with that. In the meantime, here's Ace covering Thin Lizzy's Emerald. Down from the glen came the marching men. 
shields and their swords To fight the fight they believe to be right And overthrow the overlords To the town where there is plenty They brought plunder, swords and flame And they left the town was empty
not include that as one of the best albums of 2016. Just that guitar battle alone between Ace Frehley and Slash right there. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a guitar player's dream. I mean, yeah, it's, it is. it's two legends from the 70s and the 80s going back and forth. And you got to give it to Ace for having the cojones to invite other guitar players to come. You yeah. know, it's one thing to have other vocalists come play on your album, but this guy is so confident in his own skills and abilities that he's inviting other world-class guitar players to come rip solos with him. Another highlight of the album is John Five guesting on Parasite. Yeah, that's what I'm talking got, about. You've got Ace doing the, 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 the one the solo you're used to, which is right, amazing. Right, the classic. And then John Five coming in with basically a modern twist on it and john vive is a massive kiss fan yeah i'd love to get him on the show sometime because i know we'd have fun talking we'll talk kiss kiss. With him. next next july yeah let's try it i'd love to have him on and he's a big vinnie vincent fan too so. right on um but yeah he's a huge kiss fan so i just it's one of those things where i smile listening to it because i you know he had to have been fucking pinching himself yeah he's like i'm in the studio playing parasite with ace right I and mean, that's like a, a dream come true for somebody like that and slash is like i'm here with ace and i'm not making him fall off the wagon this time yeah awesome. no shit <laughs> <laughs> oh there's a long story behind that one <laughs> but uh awesome ace keep the new music coming yeah i uh at, from what i've heard in interviews with him you know and another original album is scheduled next you know hopefully we get that soon i want it i'm still of the opinion and this is just the kiss nerd in me and i know you agree he did a lot of like kind of off the wall original demos in the mid 80s that never got determined right. anything I like wanna, the girl can't dance girl can't dance audio video audio video i want that stuff to turn into real finished songs i would love to hear a complete version of audio me video too. that's a great song and maybe on origins just, volume two maybe but that stuff maybe go was, back in and redo dark light it, uh, <laughs> then you gotta go and do that man come on and then all the elder apologists start yelling at uh-huh. me. Yep, stirring it back up. Or yeah. you could go back and listen to that episode we did about songs we suggested for Origins Volume 1 that obviously none of them made the cut. Ace's Covers Contenders. That was a great episode, man. Yep. Ace should go back and listen to that and be like, yeah, Jerry Rafferty, I'm going to do that shit. Or I shit. should cover a Kenny Rogers song. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a bad suggestion, actually. No, no, yeah. I thought not. And that Budgie song, oh my God. Yeah. Totally tailor-made for you. him. But, uh, okay, so <laughs> to my next one, my Your number, number six, six, and, yeah. then, and then we got to go to a break, and we'll be halfway through our top ten. See, guys, we told you it'd be a long one, but I hope you're enjoying all the music. It's and always long and goofiness. thick with the Decibel Geek podcast, especially at the end of the year. Let's see, so for my number six... And this one was a last-minute addition because I hadn't really given the album a a full listen until a few weeks ago, actually. Uh, It's the solo album from Michael Sweet called One-Sided War. Yeah. See, I'm always leery when it comes to his solo albums because it's never, you know, rocking like Striper. Different story this time. Yeah? And it's more great stuff. Also, if you're a guitar nerd and you're into melodic rock... Um, this album really surprised me. It's loaded with incredible singing and more importantly to me, of course, just amazing guitar riffs and soloing. Um, anyone that liked to mock Striper back in the day can eat a big plate of crow when they listen to this. This is a really well done album and the whole thing is great from start to finish. And I'm so glad that I really got turned on to it because it's pretty much right here in the center of my top 10 of the year. And, uh, it, I honestly think it, it it's right on the same level as the last two Striper albums. Yeah, right on. This is Michael Sweet from One Sided War during a song called Bizarre.
and that falls in line with the last two Striper albums, in my opinion. I think so too, I man. Maybe rocks a little harder, even. Pretty good, if, yeah. And if you're into in weedly, weedly guitar stuff, then it, it's got that in spades. That's pretty wild, you know. Most people don't think of Michael Sweet as being that kind of guitar player, you know. Mm-hmm. But as you pointed out he's to the me, guy. yeah, yeah, he and he's playing solos on most of the Striper stuff that you've heard over the years. That's pretty wild. Yeah, great stuff. And yeah, you know, right in the middle of my list, and it was one where I was like, well, and typically. Guys that I know from bands doing solo albums, I'm usually, I, for some reason, I think of it lesser. Right. And, uh, and I did initially on this, and it, like it, our good friend Billy Hardaway, you know, he pushed me on this album months ago, and I was like, that's oh, okay. And then over a few weeks ago, I was, you know, like doing my due diligence as a host of this show, going through listening to stuff. I'm like, damn, this is really fucking yeah. good. Yeah. I'd have never even thought to listen to it. It's kind of like the old syndrome of, you know, you got the hard rock singers, you know, and then like Jack Russell came out with that solo album that time, mm-hmm. and it was total Michael Bolton stuff. Janie Lane comes out with that solo album <laughs> that time, and that's totally Michael Bolton stuff, you know, and that's usually what you And then expect. Michael Bolton's going, why are you guys ripping me off? Yeah, but not Michael Sweet. Michael Sweet rocking it hard. Yeah. That's Absolutely. good, man. Good stuff. So we're halfway through. All right. Well, I got to tell you, since we're halfway through, there's all kinds of cool stuff over at HK Collectibles, Inc. We tell you about it every single week. This week, awesome stuff, including Metallica tickets. Yeah, they're suitable for framing in your man cave. They'll look great up there in the wall. The 1986 Iowa Jam featuring Metallica, Aerosmith, Judas Priest, and Ted Nugent. It's an unused ticket. That means it hasn't even been ripped in half or nothing. It's right there to put in a frame, hang on the wall. Beautiful. 1998 Metallica and the Cult in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Were you there? Do you know somebody that was? They would love to have this ticket as a memento. And Ozzy, along with Metallica, in Indianapolis in 1986. All that and all kinds of stuff available right now. Just go to decibelgeek.com, click on that HK Collectibles Inc. banner, and do your shopping. Rock and roll. You think we're going to talk about Metallica yet today? Maybe. Maybe. I think they put a record out this year. (laughs) Some people talked about it. I know because some people even went through the Decibel Geek link at a couple went, of the went through. Were yeah, bought. we we sold. We've helped sell a couple of Metallica albums It'll this year. I think never top sign anger, but a couple of copies were bought. Well, I don't know about I've that really, either. I've really drank too much today. Okay, you know what I'm telling you about is this uh, Decibel Geek link. You know, of course, we got the website. You know it. You love it. It's a place where you get your Decibel Geek T-shirts. It's where you get information about becoming a Decibel Geek VIP. Mm-hmm. It's you know the place, like you said today, a million times over it seems like already this is the place that's turning us on to new music you know our writers are there on the forefront of rock and roll and they're doing it for the love of rock and roll and they're bringing the word back to us and everybody else that's smart enough to go to decibelgeek.com well here's something you can do to help this show while you're there since you're there already you'll find at the top of the page the hk collectibles inc banner we just told you about and also a banner that goes to amazon it's our amazon link what it does is hey you're doing you're shopping on Amazon anyway. Obviously, everybody does. You want cool stuff? You got to do it online nowadays. Amazon, they're fast, they're easy, they're safe. You know what you're doing when you're getting your stuff through Amazon. Take the moment. Instead of going straight to Amazon like you normally would, go to our website, hit our Amazon link banner. You do all your shopping just like you normally would. You don't pay a penny more than you normally would, Mm -hmm. and everything comes out even in the end. And when it's all said and done, Amazon takes a piece of that action, kicks it on over to your boys here at the Decibel Geek Podcast. It helps us out a ton, and they give us the list. Yeah, and we got a list of what you guys purchase every week. And I actually had somebody message me through the uh, 
the Decibel Geek fan page and they were asking, what kind of cut do you guys get from your, the purchases on there? And It's it, not much. It, well, it's not a lot, but it, it's enough to help. And also, it varies depending on what department you buy through. And really? It, and it changes, like, all the time. Really? Yeah, it's like, you'll get, like, you know, 2% bought through this department and then 6% bought through this one. And it changes all the time, so I can't, like, right. push you to buy certain things. But... <laughs> Maybe that's why they do it like that. Yeah, but uh, I was trying to I was trying to explain it to him, but I was like, it's just a complicated algorithm. It's, it's weird. It's kind right. of the way Facebook chooses and iTunes chooses to feature stuff. But um, but either way, it all helps, you know. It it all go, it all goes back. Sure, into the because show. It, it all adds up, and it's like if you're buying a CD for ten bucks, maybe we get a half a penny or something off or of we, that. Yeah, you we know? get a few cents. But if for you're it. buying like a you know a computer setup for your house, you know, and you spend a thousand dollars, we might get a little more than, you know, than that, you know. But the beautiful thing is, it never comes out of what you're paying. Not at all. It only comes out of what Amazon does, yeah, you they know. Throw because us some bucks. yeah, because we're it's more or less you break it down, it's just a finder's fee is all it is we're because they they're banking on the fact that you know we're telling you hey do your shopping through amazon and that they say okay that's cool you're basically working for us helping us advertise and so it's they're our longest advertisers really they are and uh some of the stuff that was bought the first thing was a bigger purchase a nikon d5200 digital slr camera and zoom lens was not cheap at all yeah i gotta imagine that's got to be kind of expensive that's the kind of thing that really helps us out really appreciate that it's really cool that you guys do this a d wang fashion men's herringbone tween tweed newsbook driving cabbie ivy flat cap wow that sounds fancy and also expensive pretty fancy yeah and uh a men's talk to me rock and roll podcast t-shirt was bought through our link what yeah we'll take it thanks josh. we will take it thanks josh uh an ipod ipad air 2 case was bought and then we've got dvds and music which is the stuff we like reading yeah most. we this is our favorite the dvds night ranger 35 years and a night in chicago on blu-ray was bought that's cool let's check that out uh, the Deca- Decline of Western Civilization Part 2, The Metal Years, was bought. One of the most fascinating and amazing things ever set to film. Stay tuned. There may be a big special this year. This year? On that movie. This It's going to happen this year, maybe? Yes, it will. Because I'm going to LA, this has LA become, soon to possibly interview some really cool people from the movie. I was going to say, this concept has kind of become the uh, Chinese democracy of us yes. talking about possible shows in the future. <laughs> well, I'm going to actually interview a few this people year, maybe. from it this year. Maybe so, this year. Uh, we'll see. I gotta maybe get, 2017. If Chris Holmes will show up and get in the pool with a vo- bottle of vodka, then we'll, we'll get it going. You get in there with him. No, swim around, ask him questions. Not getting in a pool with Keep Chris the Zoom Holmes. above water. I know. Uh, Eight Men Out, the 20th anniversary edition was bought. That's a great baseball movie. Uh, TCM, Greatest Classic Films, which features Cat People, The Curse of the Cat People, The Body Snatcher, and I Walked with a Zombie was purchased. Right on. All titles of Wednesday 13 songs, I'm sure. (laughs) It does sound like Wednesday 13 songs. Uh, In Music, Kiss, Dressed to Kill, and Music from the Elder was purchased. Awesome. You're half cool. Um, Aw, Eden's Curse, the self-titled was purchased. White Snake slided in, and the Purple Album was bought. Night Rain Vendetta. That's a band that didn't make either of our lists this year, but that but was it's a, good. a new album that yeah, came out this and year. It was good, I know that. Uh, somebody went on a Metallica spree. They bought the Injustice for All, Kill 'em All, Master of Puppets, and Ride the Lightning. Awesome. Britney Fox, the best of Britney Fox. Okay. It's a two-song CD. Because um, <laughs> they only really had a couple of albums. That's mean. I'm sorry. I do like Britney Fox. 
Steve Martin, comedy is not pretty, awesome. wild and crazy guy, and let's get small was purchased. Comedy is not pretty is awesome. I had that on LP Did when you? I was a little kid. I don't know what the hell my parents were thinking letting me <laughs> listen to that stuff. Dangerous Toys, the self-titled album was hell bought. yeah. Alice Cooper, hey stupid. Uh, Shout out to Desmond Childs right, right there, huh? Firehouse, hold your fire. Good old Perry Richardson. Yeah. Junkyard, self-titled. That's was an bought. awesome album. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Rodney Dangerfield, No Respect and What's in a Name was bought. Good comedy stuff this week. My second favorite album called No Respect. First one is Vain. Oh, yeah. Uh, Iron Maiden, Power Slave, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, and Somewhere in Time was bought. Those are all albums that everyone should own. Absolutely. Huntress, Spell Eater, and Starbound East was purchased. Don Imus, the Honky's Nuts was purchased. What? This Honky's Nuts? <laughs> this Honky's Nuts. <laughs> okay. Uh, King Crimson Thrack box set was bought. They're about to go on tour. Right on. Uh, Tesla, Times Making Changes, the best of Tesla was that's purchased. That's a really good best of album with some extra stuff. That's really cool. And Alice Cooper Trash was bought. Right on. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, a lot of music purchases this week on the uh, Amazon page. And, uh, guys, we really appreciate it. And we do. And we really love it when we're able to read back some of the things that you guys have purchased. Because, like we said, it gives us insight to what you guys are into, what you're digging. You know, obviously, you guys love rock and roll and you love comedy so i guess that's why you're here for the intentional rock and roll and intentional comedy and the accidental comedy (laughs) (laughs) all right man that puts us halfway then huh yeah so we are to your number five all right well we talked about it coming up to it and we said we most definitely would be and i think it's time for me to lay down my number five card which is Metallica hardwired to self-destruct I mean a lot of anticipation for this album this year you know we really got the hype for it we everybody was so excited and when it came out a lot of mixed reviews you know a lot of people really really loved it Mm -hmm. a lot of people really didn't care for it at all you know and it's it's interesting with Metallica nowadays because when I listen to it for me personally it's like okay man you loved the old Metallica you loved the old classic stuff and then things changed really bad there for a while. Mm. And now you get this. It's <laughs> it's part that, part that, mm-hmm. but it's still Metallica. So it's like you get a lot of that classic sounding stuff, but it still sounds like it's being played by the same band that played on Load and Reload and St. Anger. But there's still that, that attitude of they're trying, you know, they're trying to get there. Ah, man, did it live up to my expectations? it's hard man it's hard with a band like metallica especially when you wait so long and you love the band so much you know it's it's really tough for a band like metallica to live up to expectation you know what i mean yeah you know and so some high expectations yeah that's what makes it tough like if this was just some band that Mm -hmm. came out with this album we'd say this is fucking amazing but because it's metallica you say you scrutinize it hard. Yeah, you you kind of pick at it a little harder. I mean, the songs, I love most of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a few in there I could live without. But, you know, there's some stuff on that album that just is freaking mind-blowingly awesome. But as far as me personally, I would have ranked it higher. But I wish we could just go back in time. But we can't. Okay, so what are we going to play off of this? I'm going to go ahead and play my favorite song off the album, just the one that spoke to me the most, the one that I thought had the most old-school kind of feel to it. This one feels to me like it would fit in nice on the Black Album. I like the Black Album. Mm-hmm. 
So let's go with this one from Metallica. You know it, you love it. Hardwired to self-destruct, one of the biggest albums of the year. To me, it's number five, but this song is numero uno. Very awesome. It's called Here Comes Revenge.
anticipated metal album of 2016, Metallica, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. That song is kind of like Death Magnetic and the Black Album had a baby. Yeah, and you know, a lot of the album is like death magnetic and a certain other era of the band had a mm-hmm. baby you know because they revisit yeah. different sounds from different eras but it's still that band and it's still that production you know and it's yeah there's just something that's deeper and fuller about some of that metallica stuff up to the black album right. you know that well, was that's just there's a depth that's missing somewhere well i'll say for death mag or not for death magnet but for um hardwired i will say it was a Overall, a big sigh of relief for me because initially I heard that Greg Feidelman or Fiddleman was who engineered Death Magnetic was going to produce this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Because Death Magnetic, I loved, but I hated the production. Right. The songs but, were there. Because it was brick walled all to hell. Yeah. It was like painful to listen to in headphones. See, and that's the weird thing about, yeah, exactly. But that's, this was that's what's different. The last couple of Metallica albums, even this one to a certain st- extent, not as bad as the last not one. Not nearly as bad. If you put these songs, let's say you pick five CDs at random, yeah. and this, let's say one of the two last Metallica albums is one of them, mm-hmm. and you put all of them in your iPod, yeah. and you're listening to all of them on shuffle, yeah. it's going to be like, yeah, this is pretty good, and then Metallica is going to come out, and you're like, oh my God, my ears, you know, because yeah. it's... It's so much louder than everything well, else, and you know, and louder is you know, loud is it's great not because better because that's the kind of music we listen to. It right. needs to be played loud, but we are responsible adults, Metallica. Let us control. We it. can control the volume. <laughs> Thank you. You just make sure it sounds good. We'll make sure yeah. that it sounds loud. But production wise, it was a step up from Death Magnetic. I agree with that. I give. I'll give it that. Which maybe Rick Rubin was the problem. I don't still know. not quite there. No, but not it is quite a step there. up. My take, and this album, and if I had, because obviously this is one that overlapped, and I would have put it in my list, but I would have put it maybe at seven or eight. Yeah. Um, it's good, and it's the best thing they've done in years. It's better than Death Magnetic overall. I think so. But my take, and it's still my take, is it would have made a great extended play, and not so much a great full album. Yeah. There's a lot of... I, listening to that again, Here Comes Revenge, I... I have a little bit more of appreciation for it now listening to it by itself. But when I stack it up against the rest of the album, the first four songs and then spit out the bone, those are the highlights of the album yeah, for me. Yeah, spit out the bone's really good. You first know, four songs, Atlas Rise is Atlas really Rise, good. Atlas Rise, Hardwired, Moth to Flame. Those are the highlights in my opinion. And then you've got a lot of filler in between. Yeah. So, I like their final version of The Lords of Summer. I think that was that really was, damn it good. It was better than the demo that came yeah. out for sure. But I mean, and it's funny because, like, you know, we're here we are scrutinizing the shit out of it. But that's only because it's Metallica. Because it's Metallica, you know. But then at the same time, we should all be thanking our lucky stars that these guys are still putting material right, out. Exactly. Because you know? they could have hung it up years ago and said, "Fuck it, we're just going to tour and be a nostalgia act." Or we're rich and we don't have to do any of this anymore. They don't have to anymore. do these records. Yeah. They're doing it just out of the love of doing it. Right. They have more money than they'll ever spend. Sure. And so that for that, you have to appreciate I what they're doing. And I doing do. It. And like it was way beyond my expectations. Yeah. I thought it was going to suck ass, honestly. Because I, I thought Death Magnetic was good, but it sounded like this is all they've got left in the tank. Yeah. This actually went further than Death Magnetic and surprised me, especially stuff like Spit Out the Bone and Moth into Flame. Yeah. I didn't think they still had it in them to do that. No, there's some good stuff on this really album for sure. I was impressed by that stuff. 
Number five for me. It's I guess a, good a little album. higher than you to ranked it. Yeah, it was seven or eight probably for me. And we'll get to the the. There was a Big Four album that came out this year that I think blows all of them away. Yeah, and we'll get to that. Okay. So now for something completely different for my number five. <laughs> then Metallica. Yeah, very different. All right. Um, I never thought I'd be placing something that sounds akin to Uncle Tupelo and Marshall Crenshaw at number five on my top ten of 2016. But I don't I'm gonna, even know what you're talking about. But I'm going to do it. Um, I have to bow to the power of the hooks created by one Butch Walker. And this is... Is there a new South Gang album out last no, year that I missed? smart ass. Um, maybe 2017. Maybe. No, probably. Not without but Not with Butch. Um, Hashtag South Gang reunion. Well, yeah, good luck with that. Um, I got into Butch as a solo artist uh, with 2011's album The Spade, and uh, I've really gotten new, into his stuff since then. The stuff he does now, though, is really the polar opposite of all the South Gang stuff. But uh, you can also see where the hooks came from, because South Gang was a pretty hooky band. Yeah, for sure. They had, they had riffs. But you can see where that stuff came, came from Butch. Butch was the super talent in that band. And uh, at number five on my best of 2016, this is Butch Walker with the title track from his new album. This is a song called Stay Gold. Every day 
wasn't for everybody. That's but, not uh, South Gang. Well, I'm it's four, not Marvelous Three. I'm forty now, so give me. A break. <laughs> <laughs> no, like you gotta it. you gotta respect Bushwalker. You know, he's a if great you writer. look at his discography, he the, he's a master of hooks. Yes. You know for sure. Great songwriter, one of the most sought after songwriters in the world in many yeah. different genres of music, not just hard rock or classic metal, but he knows he knows how to write a hooky song for and, sure. And I'm a sucker for hooks; I always have been. And that's just I don't know. I'm getting older. I'm getting laid back, and that's kind of my thing. But then again, wait till you get to my number two. It's going to be much different than that. Okay, well, here's something totally different than that. Then. You know, it's 2016, and Dave is back, and he's got an attitude. Yeah, Dave Mustaine. That's one thing the latest Megadeth album has no shortage of, and that's attitude. Released on January 22nd, way, way back in the beginning of the year by Tradecraft via Universal Music. It goes to number three on the U.S. Billboard album charts. That's awesome. Recorded right here in Tennessee. Yep. Oh, yeah. A lot of adversity stood in the way of the creation of this album. Dave had to find replacements for drummer Sean Drover and guitarist Chris Broderick, who abruptly left the band in 2014. Sean had been uh, with Megadeth for nearly a decade, you know, so it's rumored to be creative differences is the reason for their leaving after the release of 2014 Super Collider. Which I thought was a pretty good album. I like Super Collider. I, I know it too. wasn't very Megadeth sounding, but I liked it. Yeah, Dave caught a lot of flack over the direction of that album, leaning more towards hard rock and less thrash metal, you know. And I guess, you know, if you're a hardcore Megadeth fan, that's what you want. So Dave goes ahead and recruits Brazilian metal guitarist Kiko and uh, Lamb of God drummer Chris Adler. And uh, originally, Dystopia was produced by, was supposed to be produced by our guy, Toby Wright. Mm hmm. Man, he worked initially on it. Yeah, he ended up getting replaced by a guy named Chris Rakestraw. Yep. Uh, you know, no knock on Rakestraw because the album sounds great. The it production's sound great. really, really good. But I really would have loved to hear what Toby could have done for this album. According to what Toby told me, um, I said, what happened to uh, you working on the Megadeth album? He said, the album, he said, uh, Dave Mustaine happened. So we'll yeah. leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're Dave and it's Megadeth, you're in control of it, you know? Right. I never had a problem with Super Collider, but many of the hardcore Megadeth fans wanted a thrash metal album, and for the most part, that's what they got this year. Yeah. It's dark, it's angry, the lyrics are powerful, the guitars are blistering, man, you gotta love it. This one here was a great song. The whole album's really good, but this one I really thought was cool. It was off the uh, Japanese bonus track edition. It was the uh, extra track on that. It's an awesome song, and it's called Me Hate You. Oh! 
as I like dystopia on a whole, I just got to ask, how in the hell did that song not make the album? That's better than half the songs on the album. That could have been the single. I mean, yeah, that sounds like old school Megadeth right there. Yeah. Talking about like, uh, you know, peace cells. It sounds like that era. Even the in the lyrical content, it's more attitude filled than, yeah. than a lot of the stuff that's on the album. Which I like a that a lot. I think, honestly, my only knock on the album is it goes a little bit too political. Yeah, but a little that, bit. That's more old school Dave just pissed off, you know. I, I like that. I would have much rather heard that on the album than some of the other songs. But wow. the album's still good. But at least you get to hear it on the show, right? Right, you know. <laughs> so it was a top 10 album in Switzerland, in Poland, in Finland, in Australia, New well. Zealand, Argentina. Brazil, Mexico, Canada, and in the U.S. Drummer Chris Adler has returned to Lamb of God and has been replaced by Dirk Verbin. And uh, he's formerly of the uh, Swedish metal band Soilwork. Yeah, Soilwork's a good band. Yeah, they're ready to take on the road real soon. Dave has recently expressed interest in doing another Big Four tour. Wow, we can only hope. That's where Dave's head's at. He wants that to happen. I'd like to see it happen. I mean, think about all four of them have recently released albums. You know what my dream is, though, is to see Kirk Hammett take a vacation and Dave Mustaine come back and do the Kill 'Em All album from start to finish. Just like live. a tour? Yeah. That, you know what? That yeah. would be pretty cool. Even if it's just for select dates, I could at least watch it on YouTube. Just because right? I, I just want to see it. That would be hard for Kirk, though. Well, yeah. Although, ugh, like, man. this is your punishment for losing your cell phone and not contributing any songs to the new album. Dave's coming back for, for a tour. Although. James Hatfield's really come off in interviews kind of acting like he's questioning the validity of Kirk losing that phone. Really? You just don't think he's... Didn't have anything. Just didn't have nothing? Yeah. Huh. It's like Kirk's had life stuff going on. I don't know what that means. I guess. You know, you show up to the studio like, guys, got some bad news. 
lost my phone. My wah pedal's broken this week. And uh, everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't do nothing without it. I love it. Kirk. Don't get me wrong, guys. Um, but no, I would love to see Mustaine play with Metallica again. That'd be badass. I don't ever see that happening, but it probably, it'd be badass. It, it, it won't happen. But here's the thing, you know, and you look at like Megadeth, and if you want to stop for a minute and think about all the the important musicians that we lost in 2016, you know, right off the top of that list to me is Nick Menza. Yeah. And, you know, it's a reminder of the fact that, you know, how many people for the last couple of years were really pulling for a Megadeth reunion. Oh, from the Rust and Peace era? Of the Rust yeah. and Peace era no, I was lineup, you know? Yeah, yeah. me too. I was you so know? bummed it didn't happen. And yeah. it could have happened. It was close. You know, it was yeah. really close to happening. It could have happened. And you Although know, I don't think and now Mar- I don't think Marty wants to do it. I don't, he he doesn't. Well, do then the metal he, thing anymore. here's a message to guys like Marty Friedman. You know, we're all getting older. Yeah, you never know what tomorrow may bring. Mm-hmm. You know, every day above ground is a something to be grateful and appreciative for mm-hmm. you know so if you've got an opportunity to recapture some magic to bring some good to people's lives you know damn reunite with that band oh i preaching to the choir here. looking at you snake and rachel you know if you're <laughs> oh, man. someday you know and i love them guys and i respect their opinion you know and every band that's out there right now that's split whether it be rat or Great White, or L.A. Guns, or any of them that aren't in their complete form, but all members are alive, you better stop for a minute and think about it, because tomorrow, they might not be. Yeah, you know? true. So, you know, with Nick Menza gone, the opportunity of that to ever happen again it's is gone. finished. It's gone, and there's not nothing anybody can do about it, and that's sad, you know, that's a yeah. bummer. You know, that sometimes you look at things and say, well, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow, well... You don't always get tomorrow. Don't always. So, guys, in 2017 and beyond, you hard rockers out there, you guys that we support, you know, that our listeners support, that we love, you know, think about that. Yeah. You know, we're waiting, but we're all getting older, too. Don't let any of us miss out on something. That's true. So, for my number four. All right. We're getting to the nitty gritty now. Yeah, we are. Just curious, before we move on, mm-hmm. you know, there's always that, that division between Megadeth and Metallica. There's always that, that competition Megadeth between the two. Megadeth would have beat out Metallica yeah. easily. Okay. Yeah, I would have put Megadeth at like, I probably would put them at number four. As they did for me too. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I go back to the, the Megadeth album much more. Although the four or five songs on Metallica I like, I still like better than the Megadeth. But as a whole, but as a whole, I got to give Megadeth the the nod. Yeah, I guess I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. Which I have, yeah, I'll have more to say about Metallica with my number two pick. But for my number four pick of 2016, this is definitely the biggest surprise of the year for me. Uh, Tigers of Pantang. They certainly don't need much of an introduction, as they're some of the godfathers of the new wave of British heavy metal. Uh, with that said, I never fully latched on to this band. I guess most of the population didn't really as well. I mean, they, they, they're they well-known right. for the history, but they didn't achieve giant commercial success. Especially not here in the States. No. Um, I've always respected their place in metal history, but it never fully clicked for me to be over the moon about them. But that is until I heard this year's self-titled record that came out. This album is a monster and features top-notch songwriting, production, and performances. If you haven't picked this one up, I highly encourage you to do so. This is the Tigers of Pantang performing Only the Brave.
man, that is badass. Who the hell would ever thought in 2016 Tigers of Pantang would have one of the top albums of the year? My number four. That's amazing. Good yeah, stuff. I was really impressed with that record. That was one, too, that I was listening to going, you know, I'm sure Chris is going to pick this because I know what you love, you know? Yeah, it fits right in with uh, the first White Snake album and Eclipse and all that stuff. Right? Yeah. Like melodic metal. Hell yeah. Good all stuff. Right. I love it. So you got next. So what are we up to now? We're up to uh, number, number three. three. So we're up to the number three picks right now. We're getting there. Um, yeah, you know, talking about thrash metal this year. This was a 2016 was a great year for thrash metal. I know you got one more big one coming up. I've got one more right here. This is the big five, right? The big fifth. <laughs> we did that episode. Yeah, we did. Suicidal Tendencies, baby. They're back with World Gone Mad. It's their 12th studio album, released on September 30th by Suicidal Records, number 192 on the U.S. Billboard album charts. Just cracking that top 200, man. Produced by Mike Muir and Paul Northfield, who's known for his work in the studio with, uh, I don't know, some little albums like Moving Pictures by Rush, Queensryche's Operation Mindcrime, and Empire. No Respect by Vane. Yeah. Uh, that's Paul Northfield. That. Uh, Steelers' debut album, Ozzy's Osmosis, Alice Cooper, D.A.D., Marilyn Manson, Pat Travers, on and on and on with that guy. Paul Northfield knows what he's doing. He did an awesome job helping produce this album with Mike Muir. Joining Psycho Michael is longtime lead guitarist Dean Pleasance, who has now surpassed Rocky George as the Suicidal Tendencies' longest tenured lead guitarist. Wow. Yeah, he sure has. He's been there for quite a while. Man, this guy is underrated. He freaking wails, you know? And those two have been together for quite a while. But there's new members joining the band for this effort, including Rod Diaz on bass, uh, Jeff Pogan on rhythm guitar, and, oh, a new drummer, Mm. Dave Lombardo. Who's that? Shit, yeah, Dave Lombardo. This band is freaking solid. The songs are pretty much what you'd expect from the suicidal tendencies man you gotta love it i'm so excited for this new album i'm glad it's out i'm glad it came out it's my number three album of 2016 off of the album world gone mad this is the suicidal tendencies with happy never after
You're over there making faces. <laughs> Why? Uh, you don't love the suicidal tendencies? I like some of the older stuff. Yeah? I'm, I'm never going to say that I'm a diehard that knows everything by them. But. Well, I don't know everything by them, but I am a diehard, and I do love the suicidal tendencies, and uh-huh. I think their new album is just kick fucking ass. If you're a diehard, you've probably got a better viewpoint on them than I do. Yeah. I like but, it. I mean, I like it a lot. It's performed well. It's just not my It's so thing. unique, you know? There's just no hook there. There's such a great guitar soloing going on in that song, uh, though. And the, it does right. have a good hook to it. What? Oh, man. <laughs> and I even took it easy on you on your wimp-ass Butch Walker shit. What's wrong with that Butch Walker song? <laughs> At least there's a hook to it. It's a good thing we get these things out of the way during our big year-end episodes, huh? You're lucky. Do we start fresh? <laughs> Sorry. Right. fist fighting I, over here. Anyway. I expected to get shit for Butch Walker. So good. Yeah, you should expect to get shit for Suicide. All right then. That's well, all right. That's a top I album know for, for the me. hard rock and heavy metal thing we do. Butch Walker is a bit of a stretch. But. Yeah, and suicidal sometimes outside the box. But you know, yeah. you got to be able to appreciate. I also it. played Hell Yeah, so I'm probably going to get more hate than you are from this episode. There you go. See, that's the beauty of this. We can't <laughs> really judge each other. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, on this, word on the street is that we expect a new Suicidal Tendencies EP in early 2017 featuring some extra songs that were, were recorded during the uh, World Gone Man's Mad sessions. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave Lombardo, that awesome drummer that Suicidal Tendencies got right now, he's extremely happy with being a part of this band to the point that he's already pushing to keep creating new music. Really? He yeah. He to keep playing with them. Absolutely. He's also playing with the Misfits. Yeah? Well, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. We'll get him back in Suicidal Tendencies. I know a Suicidal Tendencies been around for over 35 years, but here's the hoping they keep creating epic albums like this for a long time to come. Absolutely. Mike Muir's getting old, man. He's tired. He, he still wants a Pepsi. He's tired. He just wants a Pepsi. Just give him a fucking Pepsi. Then he can chill out. All right. I love it. All right, so we're up to my number three. Yep. Okay. We all miss Ronnie James Dio. I think that's safe to say. Yeah. Um, sure do. One of the biggest voids that we all feel is the fact that he's no longer around to make music for us. But this year we got the next best thing as the original Dio band of Vivian Campbell, Vinnie Appice, and Jimmy Bain reformed with vocalist Andrew Freeman as last in line. Yeah, that's cool. The 2016 album Heavy Crown has stuck with me big time this year. And it's loaded with great performances and writing, and you can hear the the spirit of the original Dio band in this in this album. Yeah, I like that. While Andrew Freeman admittedly could never be Ronnie James Dio, but who could? Nobody could. Nobody. This album is still at number three on my list for the year. This is the last in line performing a song called Star Maker.
pretty cool. I like that a lot. It's a great record. The Carrying whole, on the legacy. Yeah, the whole thing is good. And I don't know how Ronnie would have felt about it. You know, he was a very opinionated man. But uh, I don't know. If we can't have him around, at least we could have that. Yeah, because, I mean, these songs are songs I could totally hear Dio singing. You know, this guy, like you said, he's no Dio, but, you know, for the love of God, who is? Nobody. No, he did a very admirable job. And then there's... But these are very Dio yeah. songs. There's you songs know? like "Devil and Me," "Martyr," "I Am Revolution," "Already Dead." I mean, the very Dio esque. So, you know, you don't have Ronnie there, but you got the rest of the band. And Vivian right. was a big part of the writing of those early albums. So right. you can hear that in that. I could totally hear Ronnie singing the vocal to that song. Right, because you got to figure he's sitting down going, you know, if I was going to write some songs, something that I would present to Ronnie yeah. for a, a new Dio album, what would I do? You know, and these are those songs. Absolutely. And they're pretty great. And, you know, of course, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the people we lost this year, but in, in a little while. But, of course, Jimmy Bain, in my opinion, for for hard rock and metal yeah the biggest loss of the year Jimmy uh, I, I gotta agree with that without yeah. question just an incredible writer just a great writer for sure so okay so we're down to number two each here. all right we're down to number two i think this is going to be easily my most you know well i did just play suicidal tendencies <laughs> at number three but i think this is going to be my most controversial pick because man you know at first, I was a little surprised that really none of the Decibel Geek writers picked up on this at all. Uh, and I thought, what is it? It can't be that bad. I got to go back and re-listen to this thing. I can't believe nobody picked it because on my first couple of listens on the new Jackal album, I thought it was pretty kick-ass. And then, like I said, nobody, I don't think anybody, not one single writer picked it for any one of their lists. And man... I think it's one of the best albums that came out in 2016. Yeah? Yeah, I do. The more I listened to it, the more I liked it. You know? How do you pronounce and the name? You don't understand it. How how would you pronounce that? Is it Rowico? It's actually, I don't know what Royco? the... Rowico? It's, it's one of them words that actually stands for something. Oh, it does? What What is the technical term for that? Is it an, a lamagram or something? Uh, an anagram? Yeah, maybe an anagram. Okay, what is the anagram for? What does it stand for? It took me a minute to figure it out. After oh, rock out with your cock out. Rock out with your cock out. 2016, baby. I, Brand new jackal. I just now understood this. Awesome. We're all getting it okay, together. I like it a little better. We're all about to understand <laughs> it all together right now. Here's a sweet taste for you. This is why it's my number two wow. album. I had such a hard time picking one song off this bad boy because... Other than maybe the country song, they're all really good. This album's freaking amazing. Check it out. 2016 Jackal. Who would have guessed it? Right here on the Decibel Geek <laughs> Podcast. Aaron Camaro's number two album of 2016. Oh God. This is Jackal with Rally.
2016 Jackal right here. My number two album of the year. The more I listen to it, the more I love it. I don't know. You're looking at me like I sh- maybe shouldn't pick that song as well, an example, but I like that one. You that know, was... the, the Rally Rally, Ooga Chugga, Ooga Chugga. That's oh. kind of weird, but the in-between is really awesome. That's not my favorite song on the album, but I just thought that was that one was that single. was maybe a little, yeah, a little more accessible to everybody might enjoy it, but... The song I really like, I just was enlightened to the fact that it's actually a cover of a disco song. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's a Winner by Hot Chocolate. See, I had no idea that was a cover, but that song is really far out. That's like, a cool song. The way they do their, the guitars to it is just out of this world and hammer to the head and crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. this album is stacked, man. I do. It's now, really good. I, like I said, I haven't listened to the whole record, so I couldn't tell you. I just, heard, really good. I just heard Rally, and I was like, I'm out. But... um. But so I maybe that wasn't the best well, example. I could have maybe picked a better song off there. I don't know. Well, I like them all. But let me tell you this. Um, our friend uh, Ralph Vieira, known as Dr. Fuck from Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, yeah. he saw Ted Nugent play down in Miami. And you know he's always into filming stuff for his YouTube channel. And he also got some of Jackal opening up for Ted. Yeah. What a fucking great live band. I mean, yeah. like... like better than the albums like they right. like, sound better than they do in a studio they're just made to play live that's true that is so, so true if, if i know anything about that band and i've known a lot about that band for a good many years you know especially growing up and being a part of radio in central wisconsin when jackal like we've talked about on this show over the years you know when i was working on radio in wisconsin it was jackal and it was hair of the dog and those yep. were the two biggest bands in the fucking world you know and nobody could top those two but it was because they came to town and they kicked ass and they delivered the goods every time and jackal is one of those bands where you know, it's almost hard to pin them down in a studio because they're so, you know, powerful live. Yeah. And so strong coming off live. And it's hard. It's kind of like, you know, the, the old Kiss Syndrome, you know, back in the day. How do we capture what you guys are live onto an album? Yeah. Well, it's like making an awesome, beautiful sandwich and then putting it in a Ziploc baggie. <laughs> but they they just sound so damn good live. Yeah. Like they're so tight. They're just They're just made for the stage. And... And that you know, I, well, I may not be super crazy about that record. I need to listen to the whole thing. You though. need to listen. I've only to the listened whole to Rally and what you just played for me of the uh, Everyone's a Winner, which that's pretty cool. I kinda, I wish I would have picked that. Well, now. I always liked hearing disco songs done with hard rock bands. I had just, no idea that was better. a cover song. Yeah, that's a, awesome. Yeah, it was a big disco hit. Um, but no, I. I'm I'm intrigued. I'll listen to more because yeah, Uga Chucka didn't work for me, but I'll, right. I'll listen to the rest. Well, if that didn't work for you, or whether it did, right. please do yourselves a favor. <laughs> Go check out the new Jackal album. Rock it's, out with your cocko. Rock out with your cocko. Now, <laughs> now that you know what it the stands for, so much cooler now that it was when exactly. Like, what is it, Royco? Royco. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what a stupid title. It took me a minute, but now the picture on the cover makes so much more sense, right? Yeah, finally it dinged in my head as we recorded. So maybe you all had the aha moment as I did too. I hope so. Um, there you go. That's my number two album in 2016. Right. Jackal, baby, rock and roll me, jackal me off. Okay, so we're on to my number two, and I've ta- I've been hyping this a little bit on the way. You could have Megadeth and Metallica. While I do like those releases for this year, one album from the Big Four stands head and shoulders above all others. Yeah, I gotta agree. I knew you were gonna pick it, so I left it alone. Testament's Brotherhood of the Snake album 
as of this recording, is my favorite album by this band in their yeah. entire history. That's that's strong, man. It They've re- so released good. some damn good albums over the years. And the last one, Dark Roots of the Earth, I loved it. But uh, this is way better, in my opinion. And uh, Andy Sneap's produ- production is killer on it. The band sounds great with Steve DiGiorgio back in the band. This is the album that I wish Metallica had made for Hardwired. Yeah. This is what would have made Metallica, all Metallica fans would have been like, holy shit, if this was what they had put out. Well, at the very least, go back and listen. You know, and it's funny, in 2016, you should tell Metallica, hey, Metallica, go listen to the New Testament album. That's what you should and, be shooting and for. And produce your next album like it. Yeah. And because if it would have been produced the same way as the New Testament album, I think we'd have a lot better appreciation of it, and I'm sure it would rank higher on our ratings. It's This album is so fucking good. And when you combine Eric Peterson's writing along with his playing in tandem with Alex Skolnick and then the vocals of Chuck Billy, yeah, you get the best thrash album of the year, in my opinion. This is Testament from Brotherhood of the Snake doing The Pale King. <laughs>
Can we decide now officially that, you know, somebody's out of the big four and somebody else is in now? Oh. Like, you've lost your spot. Test, testament, you're in. Testament beat the shit out of them all. Yeah. That's... I think the new Testament album's better than the new Metallica. I think it's better than the new Megadeth. It's close, but I think it's better than the new Megadeth. It's definitely better than the new Anthrax, you know? Yeah. Slayer didn't come out with nothing this year, so it's you can't better than what they came out with last year. It is. It's, it really it's is. It's the best thing of all the thrash bands, in my opinion. I don't see how anyone tops it. So, really Dave, don't. instead of going and saying, hey, we should do another Big Four tour, why don't you just go get Testament? Hell yeah. How about Megadeth and Testament? Isn't that good enough? I'd buy it. Yeah, me too. But you mentioned Anthrax. And now let's talk about biggest disappointments for the year. And I'm going to get shit for this, but... For All Kings by Anthrax was one of the it was the biggest disappointment for my year. Why? What went wrong with that? I, I mean, I listened to it and I listened to it and I listened to it and it's like it's just not it's not doing it for me and it's no. and it's not like the modern era Anthrax that it is. I mean, it's I mean, I love the stuff that they've come out with since Joey mm-hmm. Belladonna's come me back too. into the band. But well, yeah, worship this, music was incredible, in, amazing. But yeah. there's something not right well, about this last album. The way I view it is worship music had a lot of great songs on it and, yeah. and, and execution. This has good execution, but there's not a lot of great songs on For All Kings, in my opinion. Like Nothing even, that stands out. Breathing Lightning got you know play at radio, but the way I view that song and every song on the record is there's capable playing. It's executed well. It's even produced really well. But there's just no full songs on it. There's pieces of songs and there's riffs and ideas of what could have been great songs. But it sounds like they stopped halfway and went like, that's good enough and we'll just put it out. Um, And Which I know I'm going to get shit for this and you probably will too. Because it made a lot of people's top ten of the year. Yeah. But to me, it didn't even come close. I'll take Butch Walker over the new Anthrax. There's just not complete songs on it. And Jonathan Denaeus, the new guitar player, was with Fate's Warning before the Anthrax. Dude's an incredible player. Every he solo is. on the album is ripping. Right. He's a great replacement for uh, Rob Casciano, but that's no excuse for not having a whole song. No, I don't think it's him. There's something, There's and you know, the guys in Anthrax know the answer to this better than we do. You know, why is this album come up short? I don't know. I guess you don't know. Well, and it just we does don't... to us. I mean, if you love it, that's good for you. But 
because there's a lot of other podcasts that I've listened to because we're about the last ones putting out yeah, our I'm best sure of the year are. episode. Um, <laughs> After all we've been through at the beginning of 2017, sick. yeah, but but still, but I, you know, a lot of people just have just praised this to the high heavens, but not me. I just I was not impressed by it, and I yeah. haven't gone back to it much at all this year. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever. No, heard. it's not terrible. You know? It's and still again, better than a lot of stuff, but yeah. but it's just like I was by anthrax standards. By anthrax standards, I was let. It's down. not good. I was very let down. Yeah, it's a bummer. I still miss the John Bush era, though. But uh, that's me. But so, I'm, I'm glad Joey did Belladonna's back. And oh, the stuff leading up to this and has been really good. Like you said, worship music, worship music was, was freaking was amazing. Great but but, uh, but no, this did not measure up to me at all. You got any other letdowns? I know one I oh, got I for do. sure. What do you got? Helmet. Yeah, that was on my list, too. That What a bummer. Oh, man, I was like looking back at the list. is like, okay, what have I missed this year? What do I got to go back and check out You know, before I put together my final list of the year? And it's like, oh, shit, Helmet came out with a new album. Awesome. Because every time, and this happens to me every few years, I guess maybe you can relate to this because they obviously didn't make your list either because no. I doubt Helmet's your number one album of the year. No. But, no. Uh, you know, I always, man... That meantime album, yeah, was so damn good and very influential to me as a as a guitar player. Yeah, like it came out at the time it came out. I was very in the middle of learning a lot of stuff on guitar. Helmet kind of made me go I back and reappreciate Sabbath again. Oh, you know? totally. Yeah. Very like you know meat and potatoes basic metal riffs. But to me, it was just that album, you know. And then like the next album was okay, but yeah. not quite as good. And the next album was okay, but not quite as good as the one before it. Yeah. And they've just kind of gone downhill since. Yeah. Well, like and now it's almost to the point where like if you took and played this for somebody and said, you know, tell me who this is. Oh, I, you, you would never no guess idea. it was Helmet, even if you kind of sort of knew who Helmet was. Well, and it's all kind of Paige Hamilton at this point. And right. It, but like I, I say, every so many know. years I, you know, hear Helmet's coming out with a new one or I see Helmet come out, comes out with a new one. And I anticipate it because yeah. I loved that album so much. Right. And every time I listen to a new Helmet album, I say, fuck they they still haven't figured out how to get that again. Why? It was only one album. What's so hard about recapturing what you did on that one amazing album? They just can't do it. Why? It doesn't make pony, any sense. But yeah, that was a bummer, and it was an app titled "Dead to the World" because um, I it certainly yeah. didn't make any lists that I've seen that of top albums. Um, other disappointments for me: uh, the Cult, Hidden City. Yeah, that was one that definitely made my list because I always look forward to new Cult music, and there yeah. are some really good songs on that album. Just a lot of, a lot of weird artsy fartsy shit. Yeah, it didn't do anything for me. And then the biggest, well. It shouldn't be the biggest disappointment because I didn't expect a lot going in because of the guy's health problems. Was Meatloaf braver than we are? Oh, I didn't even wasn't even aware that Meatloaf yeah. came out with a new well, album. <laughs> I got excited for it because well, I mean, the, I liked the old stuff, but then also yeah. Paul Crook, who was um, a big part oh, of Anthrax during yeah. the Bush era, was part of that Volume Eight record. He's Meatloaf's guitar player, and he really and he produced this album. And I love you, Paul, but... Uh, you thought it was going to be a little more metal than it was? I hope. Well, a little more bad out of hell? I would have taken in-tune vocals to start with. But wow. uh, yeah, Meatloaf, Meatloaf needs to, in my opinion, take time off and work on his health because he does not sound good. He sounds like he's about to die. 
Man, that's no good to record on an album. No, it's a scary album, actually. But uh, those are my biggest disappointments of the year. I say the other ones for me, uh, The Last Vegas. This was a band yeah. that I've been really getting into the last few years, you know, and they, they seem like they've been on a hell of a roll, but they released an album called Eat Me, and I just... I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. They were really good. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, what's this? And for me personally, I am Aaron Camaro. Yeah. The Violent Femmes. Oh, they put an album? They put out a new album in 2016 called We Can Do Anything. Except do a except, good record. Except be <laughs> except be the young violent femmes again. We well, that we can never do, you know. Can't time which travel. is which is sad, but you know, it's the way it is. I really looked forward to that album. You know, violent femmes are weird. Every once in a while they got some weird rocking thing going on in some of their songs that really speaks to me, but I guess they're like, man, you guys are getting old. <laughs> well, they've been around since the early eighties. I know they have. <laughs> so so is that is that your disappointment list complete? My worst disappointments, yeah, definitely. So let's go to albums that almost made the grade and mm. didn't. Let me you want me to go through mine real fast. Sure. Okay, Avantasia, Ghost Lights, Avantasia, led by um, the guy from Ed Guy, Power yeah. Metal, Prong X, No Absolutes. That a great. I'm not a giant Prong fan, but that new album they put out was great. Yeah. Of course, Megadeth and Metallica. Clearly, they were on my list. Chuck Garrick's Bisto Blanco self titled album, yeah, pretty good. Almost made the list. Uh, Wolf Mother Victorious, that's a pretty good record. Cheap Trick Bang Zoom Crazy Hello, almost that one, made my yeah, list. that almost made mine too. You know, that was a one that I really had to, it was in contention, it for was mine. tough to trim that one out. Rival Sons Hollow Bones, I liked it, but did not uh equate to the great western Valkyrie that they I was gonna say. That's one ago. of your all time lately favorite bands I like, the last few years. I like them, but it didn't quite make the list. Hate Breed, the Concrete Confessional, uh, Jamie Josta, the gr- good stuff on that, a lot of great riffs on that for guitar players. I gotta be in a mood for Hate Breed, but when I'm in a mood for They're Hate Breed, only hate breed will do. That's true. Um, here's one that should have made my list. If, if you would talk to me six months ago, they absolutely would be near the top of my list. But for some reason, I just lost interest. The Struts. Yeah. Everybody wants. That I was, was one that I had make, kind of notched on mine when I was first yep. putting my list together. I was like, well, surely Chris is going to pick this because he's the Struts crazy. I was all about him six months ago, but just haven't gone back much since then. And I listened to it again the other day and I was like, it's just, and it's, it's not really apropos to our uh, show, but um, I just, just didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, Love Razor, Rock and Roll Addiction. Only reason it didn't make my list well, was an EP. Yeah. And there was a couple it. of EPs that came out this year that I think, you know, because we don't usually pick EPs, but. But Love Razor, Rock and Roll Addiction would yep. definitely be one. That Denman, Denman. EP that yep. came out, that would definitely make the cut. We played some of that on the intro of the yep. show coming in. Played a little Love Razor coming in on break. Um, I think, maybe. We um, did. Apocalyptic Lovers, that Redemption yeah. Volume 1, that was an awesome EP that came out. Uh, Bad Dog. Remember Bad Dog earlier in the year? Uh-uh. So simple, so sweet. Bad Dog EP. Bad dog. That was really good. And for me, I know you don't really give two shits about it, what? but the Sabbath EP, the end, the couple of extra uh, songs, yeah, I like love them. I love them. Anything Sabbath, I'm down with. Yeah, I'm um, as far as me, for ones that were really close to Wait, making I, the cut. I got that, a couple others. Let okay. Me, let me get them real fast. All right. Phantom 5, that was one. I don't know nothing Learned about that. from them through the website. King, Breathe in the Water. Yeah, that's one of mine for sure. Breathe in the Water was really close for uh, me. Great Canadian man, Striker, almost made my list. Stand in the Fire. Pretty Maids, Kingmaker. Yeah, that was another Very one for close. me too. Really close. And then uh, the Amorats, White Hot Heat, almost made the, the all-female rock band. Yeah. 
that was uh yeah that's my also man ones that came really close to making the cut for me was scorpion child's acid roulette that's That's really really good that was so close to making mine um chris holmes you know i i'd love no i'd love for it to be on the list because i i think chris holmes is awesome but his music kind of sucks i was about to go over there and kick you in the head (laughs) this one was really good Uh, this one probably missed out on a lot of people this year rock wolves have you listened to any of that what is that herman rarebell I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, man, you got to check out some some I'm rock wolves self self title on that. Um, Hardline came out with an album this year that was really yeah, good. I like that. that. Airborne, Breaking Out of Hell was a really good album. That, that one a, was pretty close for me. Yeah, that was a um, Billy Talent, Afraid of Heights, that was a great one. We had Whitford St. Holmes came out, Reunion, that was fuck, a great album. I forgot album. about that. Yeah, that was a really good one. I like that album. Um, what the fuck am, what the hell's wrong See, with me? that's the tough part about Damn this. It. Yeah. All right, I even like that album. That should have made my list. It was a really good All one. All right, let's go re record. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Too late now. Number eight. No. Sin City Sinners, Let It Burn. Um, that was one that was came close. Have Did you, I thought you might pick this because you're really good at picking these weird ones like this, but uh, Punky Meadows came out with a new album Fuck. this year. Well, no, the, the singer ruined it for me. Yeah, the singer wasn't so hot. Well, and he was with Radio Exile, a band we featured earlier this year, but he, oh, was, yeah. he was great with that band, but... He was not what I wanted to hear from Punky Meadow. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird, but still, it was there was a lot of no, something pretty great cool to that. playing on it. Punky yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, he does. That was kind of a one I would have liked. That's to a good, have, but, I, but I thought for sure you would pick it, I so I kind of left it alone. Have. And uh, another one I haven't two more that I really haven't got a chance to really break down a list to, but I liked what I heard was uh, Femme Fatale's One for the Road. I didn't know they had a new album. Yeah, they had a new album out. And uh, another one that's got a new album out that I really haven't had a chance to check out was Vicious Rumors. They got one out called Concussion Protocol that came out in 2016. I haven't really had a chance to listen to that. Have you heard the new Candlebox? No. Me neither. Sorry, not to be a dick. I might like it. I don't yeah. know. I just haven't, you know, I just thought, no, there ain't no way Candlebox is going to make my top 10, so I'm not even going to bother. I've got too many other albums to listen to. Although every... <laughs> but it would be a damn shame if I go back and listen to it and be like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. It should have been my number one. Uh, you're saying It's too late. But no, I, Candlebox is like, I was... They, unfortunately, have a bad part of my rock and roll history in the fact that Alice in Chains and Suicidal were supposed to open for Metallica on the Binge and Purge tour. Yeah, awesome. Lane Staley had an OD. Alice in Chains drops off the bill. Candleboxes were their replacement. Dang. So I already had tickets to the show. Suicidal, then Candlebox, then Metallica, huh? I already had tickets to the show because I was a massive Alice in Chains fan at this time. Yeah? Big. I mean, Jerry Cantrell was like... Was that your main reason for going with Alice in Chains? 100%. More than Metallica. Wow. And (laughs) we go to the show, because I was kind of disillusioned with Metallica. I think Load had come out at that point or something. It was uh, easy at that time. Somewhere around there. So (laughs) they had cut their hair and everything. And, of course, this is back in the era when that mattered. But uh, still matters to me, damn it. (laughs) We get there, and traffic was shit getting to the amphitheater. And, uh, Starwood, yeah, Starwood, yeah, nice. So we get we get parked and we walk in and Suicidal is playing, I guess, institutionalized to finish their fucking set. Yeah. So I get there and I get to see one song of Suicidal, Damn. who I wanted to see. So I got to see Rocky play for a few minutes, and then I was like, "Well, fuck!" And uh, I was like, "So now what do I have to look forward to?" Allison Chains is off the bill. Yay, Candlebox. 
So did you know ahead of time it was going to be? Oh yeah, box? yeah, yeah, yeah. It was because MTV made a big deal about it. Right. But I couldn't even give the tickets away. No one wanted them. So I'm not kidding. Wow. So so and we'll like, turn down suicidal and Metallica well, and fi- because of yeah, Candlebox. And five of my friends were going, and I'm like, well, I guess I'll go because I have nothing else to do. Yeah. So I go, and the Candlebox comes on, and they just sucked. And like the singer, and I even I liked that album. It was a yeah. big album at the time, and it, you know I was. I remember like, the song "You." Yeah, I mean, you was God, a cool it, song. My it band got even played, co- it got played yeah. to death on the radio. Well, my but band it even was covered it. It was a fun song to play. They just played "Name Minor," but um, we get there and like they come on, and the band sounds okay, but the singer is just like talking through the whole thing. He's not even like really even trying to sing. It's like he just doesn't give a fuck. Like white man rapping, just didn't give a shit, and. And I, because the funny thing is, is I've had so many, and I've talked about this on the show before over the years. So many people tell me, "Oh, Candlebox is an amazing live band," and I'm like, "Well, not when I saw them. They yeah. sucked ass when I saw them. They were terrible." Um, but I've had people just try to prove me wrong over the years, and maybe they're great live. But the night I saw them, they were awful. And yeah. then Metallica got up, and then the double the wound. Uh, made fun of of Lane Staley right on stage. Dang. Like, started playing Man in the Box, and then James and Jason Newstead started fucking slapping their arms like they're shooting up heroin and stuff. It was just, it was, it was in really poor taste. I'd say. And uh, I left that show with a bad taste. I, I did not like Metallica for a while after that show because I was so, like, fuck and, you, those guys. and couldn't even bring yourself to listen to the 2016 release by Candlebox. No, apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know they had a new release. Now I'm going to have to go back and listen to it because it's going to bother me. It might be Well, really I want to listen to it now because maybe it's really good. I don't know. All right. All right, so we're to our number we're Are to you our, ready? Yeah, let's do it. Are you ready one. for my number one album in 2016? I don't know. Am I? I don't know. I think you are. <laughs> right. I think you are. We've already gotten through Jackal, so I'm, I'm wondering. That's my number two, baby. Yeah. That was I stand by that. Okay. That just jumped up in the last couple of days, too, because I gave it another list, and I was like, fuck, this is good. All right. All right. Here's my number one. I stand by this also. I believe this is the number one album in 2016, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Came out on November 4th. Was released by Frontier Records. Hail Frontier Records. I talked about them last yeah, week, all the good they're doing in the world. This one went to number 40 on the U.S. Billboard album charts. I'm so proud of that. That's amazing that an album like this could make it to 40 when, you know, some of these other albums I've chosen today have not even reached that. The recording was split between the U.K. and Denmark. Man, this was... I, Big surprise for me this year. Of course, this guy I'm talking about, he's known for his days with Deep Purple and Black Sabbath and more recently with Black Country Communion and California Breed. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the one and the only Glenn freaking Hughes. Resonate. Oh, yeah. It's Glenn Hughes' first solo album released since 2008's first underground nuclear kitchen. What a great name. And it's his 13th overall solo album. It features Pontius Endberg on drums, Soren Anderson on guitar. He, you know, you probably know him if you know about White, uh, well, Mike Tramp solo stuff he does with him. And uh, Lockie Doley on the Hammond. This is some good stuff, man. It even features Chad Smith. Oh, yeah, that world-famous drummer from the Chili Peppers. He plays drama, drums on a few tracks on this one. It's an awesome album. You know, Glenn Hughes, he's known for bringing that soulful, groovy, funky stuff on his solo albums. And while this is still an important part of the sound on this album, those elements are just seasoning on what is 
totally a dominating hard rock album right here. This is something special. What makes Resonate one of the heaviest albums that Hughes has ever created? Man, it's a testament to how powerful the music of Glenn Hughes can be. Here's a taste for you. I love it. Off of Resonate, this one's called Long Time Gone. You're living alone. You've been a long time gone. You face the unknown. You've been a long time gone. Break down the fences, gotta give what you take. Down by the shoreline divine. Call to your senses for your own mass's sake. You gotta seek and define. Footprints left in the sand I leave a light on through my whole lifetime Now won't you give me your hand My one and only Black light so lonely Long time 
is undoubtedly undoubtedly my number one favorite album of 2016, the brand new Glenn Hughes Resonate. I freaking love it. Uh, videos released for uh, the album opener, Heavy. If you check that out, you'll, mm-hmm. I'm sure you love that song. If you purchase the actual DVD, you get the bonus track, Nothing's the Same. And the Japanese version has an acoustic version of When I Fall. There's also a deluxe edition that includes a DVD of the official videos and behind-the-scenes movie chronicling the making of the album. So he gives mm-hmm. you a whole lot of extra stuff you can get. I appreciate that because I'm going to go ahead and get that deluxe one because, man, to me... Heads and above, man. Glenn Hughes, man. You got to hand it to him. That guy's been rocking for a long time. And to come out, in my opinion, the best album of 2016, hell yeah, man. I love it. The thing about him is with Black Country Communion or with California Breed or yeah. on his own now. There, Those albums are always right up there. It's all vital stuff. Yeah. Like, it's not rehash. It, no. It sounds like really fresh original stuff. And Exactly. The guy, his voice is incomparable and his bass tone. Oh man, the bass guitar on this album Jesus. is unfreaking believable. The guy is such an incredible musician and, you know. Songwriter. It, yeah, yeah. And a great songwriter. Like, it's just he doesn't get nearly the credit he's due. No, nope. I mean, he's a legend. He yeah, really most definitely. Is. For what we've done, if nothing else in the history of the Decibel Geek podcast, I've become an appreciator of Glenn Hughes, you know, and that means a lot to me because mm-hmm. before we started doing Decibel Geek, Glenn Hughes was just the guy that was in Sabbath at one time. But through doing this show, I've gained such a massive mm-hmm. appreciation for Glenn Hughes, and I hope our listeners have over the years too because, man, this guy, like you say, the music he's coming out with is current, it's viable, mm-hmm. it's amazing. You can't beat it. You know, vocals, songwriting, bass guitar, yeah. the, the the musicians he puts together, the songs that he writes, you can't stop Glenn Hughes. And, you know, I hope Glenn Hughes doesn't stop releasing new music for a long time. As a matter of fact, in 2017, we can look forward to new music from Black Country Communion again, huh? Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, I should have. He don't stop. No, he's awesome. And that's uh, good. That's a good thing. I always look forward to whatever he's working on. Cause Shit, yeah. You know, it's going to be quality. That's okay. my number one. That's your number one. What's okay. yours? What's your number one album of 2016? It's going to be a complete massive shock to you and everyone else. Oh, I'm sure. I know what's left. <laughs> Volbeat. Yes. Seal the Deal and Let's Boogie is my number one album of 2016, which is no shock to any of no, you who this, know me. No, this wouldn't be the Decibel Geek podcast. You wouldn't be Chris Sinsack. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, Sinsack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Aaron Pinto. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, and the funny thing is, is this album was a grower on me. When it first came out, I, I it didn't completely click with me. But now as we're at the end of the year, actually into the new year... It's it's head and shoulders the best album of the year, and this this band, there's not many bands that can put out material now where I get the same kind of giddy feeling as a fan that I got when Kiss would put out stuff. Yeah, and just get excited for the packaging, for the songs, the writing, the production, all of it. This band to this day does it for me always, and right has on. for the last I guess five years since I've become a fan. Um, if you don't know who Volbeat is, and you haven't listened to my show, but um, it's basically they're from Denmark. They've been around uh, since early 2000s, I guess. Yeah. And uh, what I love about Volbeat is they are a blender of, of genres, which is what True. I love the most about them, is you'll even within one song, 
you'll hear thrash, hardcore, punk, and melodic rock in the same song. Right, but it all rocks. But it all makes sense, and it works together. And uh, I... Maybe it's it's the OCD part of me that that relates to that is the because they'll just be schizophrenic within a song of what they do. Um, Seal the deal and let's boogie, which is follows along the line of a lot of creative album titles that they've done, yeah, including sure. Guitar Gangsters and Cadillac Gun Cadillac yeah. Guns and uh, like their um, Outlaw Gentlemen and Shady Ladies and yeah, their titles are always like twofold like that. I like that. Yeah, they're all they're very creative. And uh, this is the first album since the departure of longtime bassist Anders Kijom. I don't know if that's right or not. Since in 2015, um, former Anthrax guitar player Rob Caggiano pulls double duty on this record, doing lead guitar and bass guitar. John Larson, the longtime drummer, and then of course Michael Paulson, the vocalist and rhythm guitar, and the longtime writer of the band. Yeah. Um, this album has a lot of great songs on it, and the first single was "The Devil's Bleeding Crown," which it's a good rec, good song, and then uh, the the middle section where they really get into the jamming part, is great. Um, Marie Laveau is a great song. The Gates of Babylon, Let It Burn, Rebound, which is a cover from... uh, There's a band called Teenage Bottle Rocket that... uh, had a, they're kind of like a pop punk band. Yeah, I remember and them. And they actually had a song called Bigger Than Kiss that we've played That's on the show right. before. Their drummer, uh, unfortunately, passed away at a very young age. And they used to tour with Volbeat. And as a tribute to the drummer, Volbeat covered this song by Teenage Bottle Rocket. That's cool. And it's a great pop punk song. Also covered on this uh, album is the song um, Battleship Chains, which... It was a cover initially when they did it, but Georgia Satellites made it famous back in yeah. the 80s. And that's a great cover. We've played it on the song before, also on the show before also. Uh, Goodbye Forever, which uh, if we do a Funeral Songs episode, that would be on my list. Seal the Deal, the title track, great song in the vein of Fuel by Metallica, similar to that. Uh, I could go on and on about this album for, for a long time, but I won't because we've gone two plus hours, I'm sure, by this point. Got to be getting there. Uh my favorite track off of this, and I think I've played it earlier in the year, but uh, you can't go wrong when you combine Volbeat and Danko Jones. Right. So we're going to play a little bit of Volbeat with Danko Jones doing a song called Black Rose.
number one all right that's pretty good man i think you know and maybe i'm not the biggest danko jones fan around or the biggest volbeat fan around i like danko jones too Mm -hmm. but i think this one would have made my top 10 i was really impressed with this one and this may be my favorite volbeat album of them all so far it's it's got a great selection of material on it yeah it's really great and then I'd, i'd love to hear a whole album with danko jones fronting volbeat that'd be pretty interesting that would be the that would be the ultimate he does pretty good with his own band. He does too, and he's got a new record coming out next year. You know, year. the Decibel Geek podcast played some of that last week. They did. <laughs> I listened as a listener. That's awesome. <laughs> so there you have it. That's our 2016 best of. You know, we've covered our top ten of the year. Of course, you know, if you missed it, go to decibelgeek.com. I think they're what they did. Our writers was they put together their whole lists individually, and each yep. one is valid on their own. And then they gave it a point system and, and tallied it up. And if I'm not not mistaken megadeth won yeah, they for them so that's pretty interesting megadeth number one with the writers and then we've got our own number ones and i'm sure you've got your own number one Absolutely. as well so you know there's a lot of ways you can connect with us here at decibel geek a really easy awesome way is to go ahead on and go on facebook because yep. you know let's face it, everybody's on facebook nowadays you know go to decibel geek on facebook give us a like you know give us the mm-hmm. thumbs up Please on do. facebook and get involved in the conversation let us know what your favorite albums of 2016 were because we're always interested in what you guys think because you know you care about we think what we think we care about the writers what they think we care about what everybody thinks this is a community thing we got going on here so we invite you to become a part of that by liking our facebook page and becoming a part of the conversation go to decibelgeek.com get yourself a t-shirt check out some of the amazing articles reviews concert reviews album reviews all kinds of great stuff going on in decibelgeek.com make that your constant companion make that the first website you visit every single day and your life will be better for it especially when you're looking so hot in that t-shirt mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. look at you guaranteed to get you laid absolutely we've always said that so we've got 2017 coming upon us. We've got some really big things planned for yes, the year. We we've got some, you know, <laughs> I mean, geez, Christmas in July is right around the corner. Oh, God. Awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> God. My favorite time of year, you know, but to kick things off next week, we've got something really great for you. It's an Albums Unleashed. I think you guys probably oh, yeah. already know what we got going on. I mean, the VIPs know for sure, yeah, if right? If you're a VIP, you already, you've already heard it. Okay. Well, then I guess for uh-huh. the rest of you, it's going to be a surprise because we're kicking off the year strong with an Albums Unleashed on a very, very popular subject and artist around here at Decibel Geek. Yeah, it's a, it'll be an invasion of your ears. It definitely will. So you guys stick with us in 2017. We're not going anywhere. We've been here this long. We're not going anywhere. We're having way too much fun doing this. We thank every single person that shares and retweets and becomes a Geek of the Week. We thank everybody that spent their time to go through our Amazon link at our website and help us out You know, monetarily. It, every little bit adds up. You know, Absolutely. And we love to read the list. We love to know what kind of albums you are actually purchasing because that shows what you really care about when you're willing to you're willing to spend your money on an album 
by yeah. an artist, that means it means something to you. Absolutely. And that means it means something to us. And we're going to share that on the show. So keep doing your shopping through Amazon through our link in 2017. And like I said, you know, we're not going nowhere. Uh-uh. So you guys stick with us and we're going to rock and roll 2017 just like we did 2016. That's true. And uh, on the way out, uh, and, and if you check the Decibel Geek YouTube page uh, sometime this week, uh, you will see a video companion piece to this. Another album that came out this year that made that meant a lot to Aaron and I both, and it and I think we kind of kept it off our list just to to do this as the playout song. Uh, Monster Truck put out "Sitting Heavy," so good. It's a great record, so good, and uh, it had a lot of great songs on it. And I just I got a little bit of uh, inspiration when I heard this song on the record because. Let's face it, guys. We lost a lot of talented people this year that yeah. uh, that meant a lot to us as music fans. Which think, Rock and Ron over at Decibel Geek TV is putting together. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing he's done. Yeah, I heard the song um, list, listening through the album, and I was like, "This song would make a great montage video piece." So I told Ron, "Use this song, please, and maybe do a montage of the people we lost this year because it just fits too well." And guys. We're not going to end on a sad note. There's a lot of great people still alive and a lot of great music to mm-hmm. go. But uh, if you want to look back on some of the great people we lost and appreciate the time that we had with them, we hope you'll listen to Monster Truck doing a song called Enjoy the Time. And uh, check that video out on our Decibel Geek YouTube channel. And uh, anything else, Aaron? Just remember, tomorrow's not promised, so make the best of your today and rock on. Absolutely. And uh, we'll see you next week in 2017. See ya.
we're tired too. Fucking over, everyone. Sit. Sit, boo boo, sit. Except I'd probably play all of my perfect games.